One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. You could be anywhere right now, but you're giving your time right here. So we're going to bring a ton of value so you can improve 1% in your life to pour into others. And on today's podcast episode, we have the man that caught the last pass from Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl for the Denver Broncos. His name, Benny Fowler. Benny Fowler played at Michigan State, was not drafted in the NFL, and has played for the Broncos, the Bears, the Patriots, the Giants. He has redefined what it is to overcome obstacles. When everybody counts him out, he continues to work, he continues to grind, and he makes it happen. At 28 years old, not only being a successful NFL wide receiver, he's written a book, The Imperfect Guide to Success, Silver Spoon is what it's called. It's on Amazon right now, and it's all about finding your success. The obstacles you will face, you'll have to overcome. Amazing book. Benny Fowler is a speaker. He's a motivator. He is so much more than a football player just alone. And we dive into everything, his mindset that would help him get to the NFL, what it's like to play in the NFL, and just being a high performer on every single aspect. So one percenters, buckle up. You're in for a treat. So here we go. Here it is. Chili pad. ChiliTechnology.com. These guys are my favorite. Not just because their product is amazing. And Chili Pad actively manages the body's temperature to deliver a magical, deep sleep, great REM. Makes you feeling like you've woken up just fully rested and recovered to attack the day. But the people they are. I know them well, and they are some of the best people that will care for you, make sure that you are absolutely getting the most out of every night's sleep. And think about it, too. You're going to save a ton of money just because you don't have to turn the air conditioner down to 60 degrees. This chili pad or the Uller, it's going to regulate your body's temperature to sleep in the cold. Cool sleep is magical sleep. Luckily for you, they're great friends of mine, and they've given me a code to give you a super discount. DNBball25 at checkout gets you 25% off the chili pad. DNBball10 gets you 10% off the Uller at checkout. Go to chilitechnology.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes and start sleeping like a baby today. Benny Fowler, start us off with a bang. What is something nobody knows about you? Something that nobody knows about yeah, me? N- nobody. Maybe not even your parents. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that my nickname, my first nickname in high school was r and because I loved R&B music. That was your nickname, r and Yeah, R&B. Ooh. I, that. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even think my parents know that, but yeah. Uh, I like it, man. I like it. Do you? Can you sing the R&B? Can you give us a little tune? Is that like... Oh, no, no, no. I can't oh, sing. Okay. I could sing. I would love to. I wouldn't want to be like a professional singer, but I would love to just be able to sing all the time and actually oh. want to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I keep it in the shower, too, so we'll all, we'll all have that. Man, so let's just dive into your story. you got an unbelievable story. You have gone from an undrafted undrafted player from Michigan State to a, a successful career in the, NBA, in the NFL. He raised the NBA in the NFL. And anybody that can have a career in the NFL, especially coming from undrafted and, and, and multiple years in the NFL, is, is amazing. What, like what has been the, 
the hardest obstacles, I guess, that you've had to overcome during this process of being undrafted and making a name for yourself and sticking with teams. And even when you don't know, because it's like the hardest thing of knowing if you're on one-year contracts, where are you going to be the next year? What have been the obstacles you've seen like the most difficult that you had to find yourself overcoming? I would probably say every year there are guys who are coming in who are drafted or who have a certain quote unquote status. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the hardest part for being an undrafted player is that you're always fighting against the competition of, you know, the guys who are drafted. So they kind of have that label where they were drafted. So they were drafted for a reason and you aren't drafted. So, you know, having to fight against that, that's probably one of the biggest obstacles and, you know, and then, yeah, just signing one year deals, you know, kind of prove it deals to, you know, prove to these teams that you're worthy of being on their team. Uh, you know, those are great challenges as well. I look at them as challenges. I see the positive nice. in, those, in those situations. So, um, yeah, there are obstacles, but, you know, every everything in life is going to have, you know, you're going to have obstacles in life. So, you know, I just see it as like a life tool. I learned so many lessons throughout these different processes as I go through different seasons and on different teams and playing with different players. So there's so much learning there. I don't really look at them like as obstacles, but as, you know, as lessons. Dude, that's, that's so good. So when you got in, into the NFL, your first year in the NFL, did you find it as, I've talked to a lot of players and the friends that are in the NFL, find it as a warm, comforting environment of a great culture? Or was it the other players that you're not taking my spot? Like, this is, this is my living and they're not going to share anything with you. Because it, the dynamic between the NBA and NFL could be very, very different in the locker room. Yeah, I, I think it was a more of a very, it was a warm environment. Just the situation nice. that I went to because I was on a team where the, you know, the veterans were pretty much established. They weren't worried about anybody getting drafted or a younger pair of, a younger player like taking their spot because these guys were at the top of their game. You know, this was a team who had just lost in the Super Bowl to Seattle uh, with a guy like Peyton Manning. You have a guy like Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders had just signed. Wes Welker was there. They weren't worried about losing their job to any of us. So they embraced us all and taught us the the ins and outs of the games and the finer points that we needed to understand how to take care of our body, how to approach every single week. So uh, I definitely appreciated everything that they did. You know, they took us under their wing because, you know, they knew, you know, you know, that they weren't, they weren't worried about us. They were, they yeah, wanted, that's cool. you know, you know they, uh, they understood that a team is a great team is only going to be as good as their, as their younger players or their weakest links. So they, they definitely embraced us. That's, that's great. And being with a great organization culture could do that for you. And speaking of Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Ray was telling me you caught the last, the last pass by Peyton Manning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Super my. Bowl 50. <laughs> oh my gosh. In Super Bowl 50 catching the last pass. Dude, that's amazing. That could be hey, that. Did, did you keep the ball or did you, Ooh. did you give it back to him? No, I gave it back to P. Oh. P. I gave it back to him. You know, I actually, so we were coming back, it, man. we're getting ready to go to the parade and um, Peyton had signed a jersey for me. I have his last regular season jersey ever, uh, last home regular season jersey ever. And he, um, he signed that for me and I told him that I had the ball because I had had the ball with me that entire night, the entire day. And yeah. I was like, that's your last pass um, ever thrown, you know, would you do you want it back? And he said, yes. Surprisingly, I was very surprised that he said yes to that. So um, I wasn't expecting that at all. But yeah, he said yes. I'll get it back to him. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Is he, uh, is he a great leader? Like he, he looks like, I mean, incredibly funny guy in commercials on Saturday Night Live. Is he a, 
a full-on leader like like uh, you see? Oh, yeah. He's one of the best leaders I've ever been around. Just because he knows how to adapt to different situations, situ- situations and different players. He doesn't – he pushes players in the way that they want to be pushed, but he holds everybody accountable. But he loves to be held accountable as well. And just the way he goes about it, you know, his leadership – you know, John Maxwell says leadership is influence and Ooh, the best nice. leaders, they connect to people. And connecting is the ability to identify and relate to people in such a way that you influence them. And that's what type of leader Peyton was. Not just to us as players and coaches, but to, you know, the janitors, sure. the people who clean the building, uh, the PR staff. He knows everybody in the building by their first name. That's what, that's what a great leader is because in order to be successful in life, you're going to have to have the help of other people. And I think he did a really good job understanding that. Man, that is so good right there. And dropping the John Maxwell quotes. Love it. Go ahead, Ray. That's that's that country day education for y'all don't <laughs> <laughs> Vinny and I went to high school together. So you know that's that's Ray. that education he's got. But how did he turn off so, so so much more sharper than you then, Ray? That's what I'm saying. See, <laughs> all the smart classes, they had me in the little, you know, classes. I was getting a little extra help. <laughs> but Dean, so one thing is when you talk about catching that pass from uh, Peyton Manning, you got to tell me, when, when he's throwing you the ball, that ball's got to feel a little bit heavier than, than other quarterbacks you probably played without your career, huh? Actually, it's a little bit lighter because it's, bro, he's, he is anticipating everything. and He's seen everything from so many different angles. Uh, the way he threw the ball, like, it was just so catchable. It was... It was right there, right in and out of your break. Now, you didn't want to mess up and drop anything, but it was almost in your chest. It was almost like the ball caught you playing with him. That's If that ball was coming my way, I don't know. (laughs) It'll be right in your chest. Yeah, that's that's nice. Worry about it. Just put your hands out. Man, I really love the point that you made that he treats everybody at the same level. The leadership is not just of he's the leader, listen to what he says, but his actions actually do that. That's... I mean, that's so powerful. And a lot of leaders think they have to just tell others what to do, but I mean, treat everybody as the same. And that's, that's the way that great cultures are built for sure. And you have, you have an unbelievable mindset. And you're un- like, like dropping John Maxwell quotes, writing this book, Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to Success and being only 28. Like, how did you get to this point? Most people athletes will just think about where they are in the present right now and, and, and not have foreseen future, even, even look at difficult situations as opportunities to learn. Like this is, um, this is amazing. How did you, how did you get to this point in your mindset and train your mind on a daily basis? You know, I really look up to a guy like Kobe Bryant and awesome. You know, he was my favorite athlete of all time. You know, Ray knows how big of a Kobe fan I am. But, you know, just the way he approached the game. And I didn't really have a good understanding of mindset or anything like that, probably until I got to college. And I was playing against Notre Dame. And it's my first, like, you know, big start on national television, 8 o'clock game. And I dropped a pass in the end zone. And, you know, I kind of took some blame for it. And, you know, going through social media and different things and people coming at you and the media coming at you, I had never experienced that before. So I knew it wasn't my talent that was lacking, but you have to be, you have to have a strong mind as well. And I think that's super important. But as I was leaving college and Kobe tore his Achilles and, you know, I was watching the, his, his muse documentary and you see his approach 
to his Achilles rehab and just his approach as a player and, you know, YouTube and how many times they show, you know, the in the behind the scenes. And that is what's really made me want to change my mindset, uh, seeing that he worked with George Mumford and Michael Jordan. They worked for George Mumford, who is a mindfulness coach. And just to help you be present and being present, I think that is super important. Because, you know, I don't want people to look too far forward in the future, too far back in the past, because it'll kill the lessons that you need to learn right now. So I think people need to understand that. And that's why I try to always work on my mindset every single day, just so I can stay present, stay focused, just because, you know, there's so many things going on in life that might take your mind to other places that you don't want it to be. Hey, that, that's beautiful. What, what are some habits that you take or that you have on a daily basis that, that can put you into this mind? Are you, are you meditating? Are you, um, whatever it might be, do you have these habits built into your routine? Because on the one yeah. percent podcast, it's all, and it sounds you are ultimately this pouring into yourself one percent daily, trying to grow one percent daily, so you can pour into others. And that's you're the epitome of that, man. So you have some habits that these the listeners can can take away from from you. Yeah, I have a couple of different things that I do. I don't necessarily follow a certain regimen all the time, but I definitely pray every morning. I express gratitude, nice. expressing gratitude, just being thankful for what you are, what you have already. Uh, and being appreciative of that, as well as, uh, yeah, meditation, mindful, mindfulness, uh, journaling. There are just so many different things that people can use and so many different uh, yeah. avenues and apps. And yeah. But what do you do? Well, we want to dive into your mind. You're the NFL. You're the NFL player. All of us out there aspire to be the top athlete there is or the top mindset like you have. Take us through your day. Like, what are you doing? I'm stealing. I'm taking notes. I'm stealing things from you, man. I would do a combination of both. I usually pray and, and definitely express gratitude. And I, and I write down my things to do list. Sure. You know, those are things that I do every single day. And you know, I just, just mark off those things and put them on my to done list. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Beans, man. Here, just hearing you speak, your mindset. You know, I was fortunate enough to to meet Benny when I was a junior in high school. I moved to Detroit. Uh, we went to Detroit Country Day together. He was a year older than me, a senior. Uh, one of the guys who welcomed me with open arms and uh, made me feel right at home. Uh, played on the same high school basketball team. And unfortunately, we came up short. Didn't win a state championship that year. But just hearing his whole, the way he he goes about, you know, football and just life and everything is, I would say this mindset is kind of something he's always had. He's always, yeah. he's, he's won on every level. If, if I'm not mistaken, you guys won a state championship your sophomore year in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, at Michigan State, did you guys win a Big Ten championship? Two. Two, Two Big Ten championships. You played in a Rose Bowl, maybe? Man. Yeah, won the Rose Bowl and then Super Bowl, Super Bowl, or Rose Bowl 100, Super Bowl 50. You, you see what I'm wow. saying? So yeah. he, he's won on every, on every level, you know? So, would you say that it's just something that you've been on good teams, you've been lucky, you've been fortunate, obviously, to be around, you know, talented players, have good coaching. You think all this just played a role into how you are today or is this just something that you've just been instilled with you at a young age? I think it was instilled in me at a young age is to always go out there and win and to put your best foot forward. But when it comes to... I had a part in all of those, all of those teams, you know, it wasn't just like, Hey, you know, he's on the team and he got a ring, this and that. No, I put in my effort 
but yeah, I was fortunate enough to definitely be on some, some great teams. And, you know, when I went to Michigan state, we turned that program around Michigan state was not a winning program, but we laid the foundation. And I think that I've always put myself in good situations to understand goal setting, having a foundation and continuing to understand the process. Like we were talking about last night, like what's the biggest difference from you winning a championship your senior year and your junior year, we lose in the semifinals or quarterfinals or whatever we lost. I mean, that's just, we were just taking the game for granted as an overall team. And we didn't have that cohesiveness as a team. And then the next year you guys win with a team that is not as talented. That's talented. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just, you know, you learn, you live and you learn. And that's why I want to share these messages with people because there are just so many things that you can, that you really have control over like effort and putting in the work Nice. and everything will you, everything you will reap the benefits. But you know, Ray, you know how wild we were at my senior year and taking things for granted, taking for practice for granted. And then we all end up, most of those players are seniors on that team. We all up in, getting hurt yeah. as freshmen in high school. That's a humbling experience. And that's yeah. because we were, we were taking advantage of the game and who we were and as people and, how much talent we had. And I think that's where, you know, those lessons continue to make me a better person and a better player. Yeah, for sure. And I also have to say too, is from, from seeing your, your whole journey, if I'm not mistaken in high school, basketball was your, was your, was your main love. That was your true passion. I, I thought so. Still is. And, and then, yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> Vinny's the only NFL player who still wears NBA socks. Uh, <laughs> On a Sunday afternoon. That's cool. That's really cool. Every single game. Every single practice, too. NBA stocks. Yeah. And Vinny can hoop now. I'll never forget. We went down and played uh, CJ McCollum in high school. And uh, we ended up getting the win. But Vinny was out there trying to lock him up. Dang. I believe it. I'm sure. I I was trying to. CJ McCollum gave me buckets every year. (laughs) Hey, but He's he's not bad. But but one thing I'll say, though, is, is, too, is, I feel like uh, just throughout your whole career, you, you've always had to prove yourself. You know, a lot of these guys, you see some of these top athletes. Great question. Um, especially with basketball, a lot of these kids are top 10 from the time they're eighth grade, freshman in high school. A lot of opportunities are given to them. Um, and I know football is not the same as basketball. You guys really have to prove yourself. You have to earn everything that you get. But especially for your career, you know, going to Michigan State, you're an in-state kid. You still had to go in there, earn your respect, earn your spot. And, you know, to not getting drafted, you had to go in and, and make a team. And, I mean, that's not easy to do. And especially in the NFL with, you know, a non-guaranteed contract, it's, it's really cutthroat. And to be carving out the career that you have and to continue to keep doing this at a high level, I think it's just, I don't know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but you've always had to prove yourself, prove yourself on every level of, of your career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, high school is the only time I never had to prove myself because I was, you know, pretty much more athletic than everybody that we were really playing against. Right. I didn't have to prove myself, but, you know, going to Michigan State, broke my foot my, my freshman year, got out that whole year, then I played a little bit as a redshirt freshman, and then I break uh, another bone in my foot in the other foot. So, you know, just, you know, all those injuries you kind of get forgot about, or they kind of forget about you as you're in college. So I had to regain that respect, regain all of that. And then, yeah, like you said, being undrafted, but you know, I didn't want to have any regrets. That's why I'm going to continue to keep going because if I give up, then I'm going to be wondering what if, and that, you know, that was, that, those nights nice. and those type of decisions right there will keep you up at night. But 
you know, when it comes to, you know, proving yourself, I mean, what better challenge? It's going, that's, it's more of a challenge for me and more of a, a reward for me if I continue to keep going. I mean, exactly. you got to prove yeah. yourself every single day in life, you yep. know, bring it yep. do every day. Look at Tom Brady right now. The fact that the New England Patriots <laughs> are, haven't extended him yet shows you that, you know, how, what the NFL is like. Yeah. This is a guy who's a, a first bat Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game 20 years in and, you know, he hasn't been extended yet. Peyton Manning got cut by the Colts. Like this, this is a, a you have to prove yourself every year in this league. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful answer because you have to prove yourself every year in that league. And, and like you said, every day in life in general, it's a what have you done for me lately? And, I, and you keep coming back to the word challenge. You're seeing things as a challenge, which is an amazing outlook to have because a lot of people will look at it the opposite way of these tough situations and they give up. But you look at it as a challenge, a growing opportunity. So no matter what people are going to put on you, if you can't, they say you can't make something, that's a, that's a bring it on moment for you. And I love that. I know Ray has the same mindset I do myself too, is that when you get in these situations where most people want to give up, flip that, pivot that and say, bring it on. And I know that's what you do, man. And that's what you've done with this book. I'm sure no one expected you to write a book and not just, and most athletes, to be honest, will just write a book about their story. But your book is the imperfect guide to success. Like, let's, let's, let's dive into that. You can dive into some of the stories of, of overcoming. I mean, basically it's about restraining the restraint of mediocrity and, and enduring the anxieties and insecurities that come along with it and finding your success, not the world's success. And, and I love that. So let's, let's dive into it, man. What inspired you to want to be like, Hey, I, I got, to get this message out there. <clears throat> I got cut from Chicago. So I signed with Chicago in the off season and played pretty well in the preseason. And then I got cut uh, unexpectedly. I wasn't expecting to get cut after mm-hmm. the preseason. So I'm downtown Chicago. I got all these emotions and feelings running through my mind, just anger, sad, sadness, and then some doubt, like, what is next? I haven't been in this situation before. You know, this is my, I'm going into my fifth year at the time. So I'm downtown, like, what's next? And then I'm sitting at home for the next couple of weeks, just working out. Like, all right, so if the NFL were to say no right now, what is going to be the next move? And I got all these great stories. I've played with all these great players. I have all these great friends that I went to high school with who are doing well. All these friends I went to college with that are doing well. And I've been fortunate enough to play with, you know, guys like Peyton and winning the Super Bowls. Why not share these stories on how I got to this point, but also how some of my friends have gotten to certain points in their life. So I wanted people to understand that we all come from different backgrounds and and I come from a place, you know, Bloomfield Hills, which is outside of Detroit. But, you know, it's a it's a very nice area. And I want people, you know, people always say that Silver Spoons, you know, that, you know, that gets a bad rap and that everything is given to these people and they're spoiled, this and that. Well, I grew up in a great home. I have both my parents in my life. This is not the typical athlete story where, you know, there's so much adversity that people have to overcome. Or, you know, I was I was never looking for my next meal. So, yeah. I was very fortunate enough and blessed, but that didn't stop me from working hard or outworking people who come from di- different situations. It doesn't really matter. Everybody gets the same 24 hours, but all the principles that are within my book are within everybody. So I want people to understand that. And that's why I included entrepreneurs and my father and my mother and my brother as well. I want people to understand that 
you don't have to be an athlete to make a million dollars. That's one of the chapters in my book. You don't have to be an athlete to make a million dollars. And that's, you know, a lesson for the kids that, yeah, it's okay. You, you know, but 1% of people are athletes, less than 1%. So learn from these other people who have started their own businesses and who have climbed the corporate ladder. So you can understand that there are so many uh, opportunities and avenues to make money, but you're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to set these goals. You're going to have to understand who you are. You're going to have to have this self-awareness and you're going to have to surround yourself with the right people in order to be successful. Man, Benny, that's beautiful. It's, it's so true. And, and these people that he's talking about, it's not just like his friends or people that we don't know, but Draymond Green, DeMarcus Ware, these are unbelievably high performing athletes. And to see your outlook on, on how to find success and how it's, we all have it inside ourselves, I think that's so important for people to understand that, that we all are given a gift. And, and I can tell you have faith in, in Christ as, as well as I do and Ray is. And, it's, and that's, that's the main thing of, of the gifts that we're given. But we all have these gifts that we're able to share. It's just, are we, willing, are we willing to put in the work? Are we willing to go through these tough times? Are we willing to take what others say we can't do and realize they're in us, we can let them out. And I think when I mean, your book does an amazing job of, of just really showing people that you don't have to be, like you said, you don't have to be an athlete. We all have great gifts to share. Don't let yourself, let yourself, the self-doubt, hold them back. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't. I think Kobe Bryant had said something like the, the journey, that was the, the dream anyway. Like the, the process you're, that you're going through, and I say it in my book, that the prize is in the journey. That's really what you going yeah, through all the, the hard struggles, all the doubts, all the insecurities, and then getting to those successful points and then winning that championship, whatever it may be in your life. The real prize was in that journey and going through all of that because the fact that you never stopped and you kept going, you built so much resilience and you built so much self-confidence and self-worth. So nice. that's what I want people to understand. Beautiful. Man, Beans, for, for someone who was a... Uh you know, accomplish so much. Um, what keeps you going every day? Like, what is what is one major thing that kind of keeps you motivated? What are some of your goals as a player or just some of your goals in life? I mean, the, I, I think I've accomplished, when I look back on certain things, yes, I've accomplished a lot, but I think there's still so much more to be done. I feel like I can impact so many more lives. So, you know, somebody asked me, like, yeah, you got number one bestseller. Like, I'm like, I expected to do that. I expected to nice. be in the NFL. Like, I, you know, I know I'm blessed and fortunate enough to be in the NFL, but I expected to be there. Like, Ray, you know how we are. We talked about being in the NFL and NBA when we were in high school. That was, it was like a no-brainer that we were going to do this. So I think that's the mindset we had. But I think there's so much uh, untapped potential, and I think there's so many things and other ways I can impact people's lives. So that's what keeps me going. I have my why is, my why is to impact, influence, leave a legacy. Oh, that's beautiful, man. You got your why, leaving a legacy, influence and serving. You've got it figured out at 28. Like, that's it's unbelievable. I'm no, I'm still learning. I'm still got learning. It, got it figured out. Just got engaged. Life, oh, life cool, man. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he's setting the bar high for us all. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Married life, married life is the best. Trust me, if you know you're with the one that God made for you, it is the absolute best and keep getting better. So we'll we'll get you married, then we'll figure out something for Ray. We'll <laughs> find him something good. We'll find him something good. Yeah, I'm big so we're, we're good on that. 
<laughs> so talk to us, Beans. What's next? Right now, you guys are in the off season. Yep. Uh, yep. Off season right now, just training, uh, developing this course to help people find their why and find their purpose and to understand who they are as people and, you know, push for people forward if they are in a rut or even if they just want to get better. You know, I think the biggest room in the world is room for improvement. So I'm developing that course right now. Nice. As well as uh, getting ready to pick my next team. Uh, free agency starts in two weeks. So we're going to just go from there, just taking it one day at a time. Man, okay. It's a lot of exciting stuff. What are you thinking about free agency? Talking to teams? Yeah. Yeah, What's... we're talking to, yeah, we got, we got uh, like four or five teams that have some strong interests right now. So we're going to see things will start ramping up here in, in about a week or two. Awesome, man. Dude, so good. I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat now. Okay, so this is just whatever comes to your mind. It can be short answers, but whatever's on your mind, spit it out. The hot seat, rapid fire. What is your favorite mindset quote that you live by? Like something you might have on your fridge or your phone, something that you, this is, this is your quote. Limits like fears are often just an illusion, and that's by Michael Jordan. Amazing. Repeat that one more time for the audience. Limits. Just like fears are often just an illusion. And that's by Michael Jordan. That's just like, you know, letting people understand that, you know, sometimes those fears and doubts that we have in our mind are just made up in our mind. Like they really actually don't exist. Like the fear of public speaking or, you know, going up yeah. and talking to somebody that you think that you're, you make so many different scenarios up in your mind that <laughs> you're actually going out there and doing it. It's, def- it's not even going to kill you. So just go do it. Benny, that's that's amazing. Is it? There's been studies on this, and it 98% of the things that we fear don't actually happen. But yet yeah. we live in the worst case scenario fear all the time. That's a, that's a great quote, and that's exactly what what your mantra is and what you live by. So that's perfect. Okay, you kind of touched on it a little bit here, but what what is your definition of leaving a legacy? Not necessarily like having your name on a billboard or something like that, but what is your definition of legacy? You know, when my name gets brought up, they just say that that guy was a, a great person. He was fun to be around. He was loving. Um, you know, when, just whenever my yeah. name comes, you know, those are some of the things that I want people to say. Like, you know, he was just, he was awesome to be around. He always had that great energy. Man, you have great energy. Trust me, they will. And you're changing, I mean, you're changing lives just with the, with the platform you have and the mindset you, you have. Think about how many people can see this in younger kids or whoever it might be and see what you've gone through and how you've made it to where you are and how you have this joyous, positive mindset. Like you're, you're literally changing lives, man. It's amazing. Trying to every day. What, uh, give us some your morning routine and evening routine. Just a couple little, couple little pointers in there that are really like your go-tos in the morning, in the evening. Just want to uh, selfishly want to steal things from you. <laughs> Uh, morning routine. I get up about six thirty. My 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 baby boy Simba wakes me up at six thirty every morning. Just stares at me, wakes me up. So I come downstairs, pray, take him out for a walk, uh, come back, and then just get ready for the day. You know, maybe write down a couple things that I want to accomplish that day. You know, head to a workout, uh, get on the phone, make some different calls. You know, just trying to understand the business world and business aspect of life. It's beautiful, man. Love it. How can we all follow you? Know everything you're doing. We'll link to the book from Amazon for sure in the show notes, but give us every way that we can track everything you're doing. 
Yeah, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's Beans, B-E-A-N-Z-Z, 16. LinkedIn is just Benny Fowler uh, with an I-E at the end, um, as well as Facebook is Benny Fowler. And then, um, you know, the book is on Amazon, um, Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to Success, as well as on Kindle. And I have a website, BennyFowler1.com. That's my speaking website for keynotes and Love it. and all that good stuff. He's out man. there. Man, you are good for you, man. That's awesome. Beans, I got to ask you one more, man. What's up? Since this is being the One Percenter podcast, mm-hmm. final question and you're off the rapid fire, man. What does being a One Percenter mean to you? Uh... What that means to me is that it means I'm disciplined. Nice. And all the things that my parents taught me and instilled in me stayed with me every single day in order to get to this point. So I just continue to do the things that they taught me as well as enhance my own self-worth and self-living. And I, I constantly improved. I didn't just stay the same. That's great, man. You're going to make your parents proud, boy. Yeah, you've already made your parents proud for sure. 1% daily. I love it. Benny Fowler, thank you so much for your time, man. You're an amazing person just doing, as everybody can see and hear, doing just great things for so many people throughout this world. We'll be following you. Listeners will be following you. Get the book. It's a game changer. And wherever you land, that's going to be my new favorite team. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. Dude, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the 1% Podcast. Seriously, it means a ton to me. Time is the most valuable asset we have, and you are spending it with me. Thank you. And thank you for being the light you are to so many people in your life. Remember, no matter where you are or what you do, you have the chance to change someone's life daily. A smile, just listening to someone, even the smallest of small things, can change someone's entire perspective on life. Impacting one person's life can impact millions. And if you have a quick 30 seconds after this podcast and could leave a review, that would be amazing. That helps me to be able to continue to bring on great guests to this podcast. But if you don't have the time either, no biggie. Tell a friend, tell a family member, share this with someone you think could benefit from listening. And if you want, post what you learned from this episode up on Instagram. Tag me at davidnurse5. As each month, I'm going to pick a winner from the people who leave reviews and tags on Instagram. I'm sending them super swag one percenter gear. And I'm also going to be sending out my first book, Pivot and Go, coming super, super soon. But it is on presale today, right now. You can go get yourself a presale. Be one of the first with a discounted price. Check it out at davidnurse.com or go to Amazon where you can search all books all over the place and you can order it there. It's on presale today. Remember the best gifts are gifts that can change someone's life. Thank you so much for being who you are. Feel more than free to reach out to me on Instagram at any time I answer everyone back. I am always here for you. Have a great week and remember, pour into yourself 1% daily so you can pour into others 1% every single day.